I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. Things are about to get a little bit spooky as we head back to World War II with The Empty Child. What is going on, Reddit? Hello and welcome (laughs) to everyone's favourite Doctor Who podcast, the only one that exists. My name is Nathan, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Lawrence, who is a cunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, I got nothing I got nothing was, to say to that. Yeah, that was unnecessary. I do apologize. And also oh, this is a family friendly one. So. It, it is. Have, have we been going long enough to be anyone's favourite Doctor Who podcast yet? We was everyone's favourite uh, Doctor Who podcast when we posted our first episode, Lawrence. Oh, that we, is true, yeah. We immediately rose uh, up all the um, uh, what's the word? I was thinking leaderboards, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, you, was that a pun? Did you mean to say we rose up? No, I didn't. Given that that's um, the pilot episode of the show. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, completely unintentional. Ah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not leaderboards. Um, the charts. Charts. Yes, thank you. Um, the charts. We rose through the charts, much like Rose rose through. The air on a blimp. I don't know. Um, here we are, and <laughs> here we go. <laughs> wow, you're on you're on top form today, Nathan, aren't you? I am always on top form, ready to go. Um, on our Docky Who podcast. What are you do? You're padding for time. We haven't even intro. I'm panicking. I don't know. I have no idea. Let me take it from you, Nathan, because we are at 1941. We're in the London Blitz, but we don't open the episode there. Where do we open the episode? Somewhere in (laughs) space and time. What? I just thought you were going to leave it somewhere. I was like, wow. (laughs) You're not not with it today. I didn't do that, though. No, but in my mind, you did, and that's what matters. 
Okay, great. So I'm still not with it because I did something in your mind, but not in reality. Yeah, but you know, you know, like when like someone does something to you in your dream, and you wake up, and for a good like ten minutes, you're like, "Fucking hate that person for doing that." So this is the show where ah. we <laughs> like to talk about our favorite. Uh, wonderful little sci-fi show which is of course Doki Who we're making our way through the revival we're up to season or series 1 episode 9 uh, The Empty Child Lawrence what a banger yeah this is a good we're one we're killing it lately I tell you what those these these early 2005 scripts some of them not all of them but some of them pretty fire the foul taste of Adam has been washed out of my mouth at this point. Like, I'm, I'm ready to say, uh, you know, and I don't say this lightly. I'm ready to say now, given that there was a two-episode stint with Adam in, that yes. after two bangers consecutively, I'm ready to enjoy the show again. Uh, yes, I, I'm fully very much enjoying these, these string of bangers we're getting. Will we get three bangers in a row? From what I remember, yes, but I hey... I can't yes. remember. I do know there's apparently a controversial ending, but we'll we'll get into that next week. Ooh, Nathan, I have a question okay. for you. Ooh, no, okay. don't do it. This you've done this joke so many times. <laughs> well, stop opening every podcast with a question. Yeah. I apologize. I get confused. Is, is this the first time we've seen a bit of high intensity TARDIS flying, <laughs> as in not materializing, not in the vortex, just the TARDIS whizzing through space? Um, maybe. Well, that was an insightful fucking answer, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I think so. I think it is as well. I don't understand how the TARDIS works. Like, sometimes it can fly, but sometimes it disappears and reappears somewhere simultaneously. Um, so, it does whatever the, the writer needs it to do, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just one of those things. No, I, f I feel like... Look, it can... It's. I. I feel like it can move. Oh no, you're right though, because sometimes it will just like, it can just move and fly up without disappearing. The runaway bride, but, like, for example, not... it's just cruising across the fucking motorway. Yeah, exactly. But then other times it will just, again, disappear and reappear, but with no time travel. Like yeah. it'll just go across town, and they're not traveling time. They're just moving from one place to the other, and it doesn't. But then again, though. Um, forgive me if I'm incorrect. In the the Runaway Bride, does the Doctor not string together some complicated system so it doesn't disappear or whatever? Because uh, he's like got string, is 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 holding controls and shit. Well, no, I think that's more like the I think that's like the episode excuse for like the accelerator. I don't think it's like a system to make the TARDIS fly differently. But I, I could be, I could be correct wrong. there. I think you are. Okay. Well, maybe. Well, we'll, we'll find to... out in like two years or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll as get we to always it. say. It's not even that long. It's, it's the end of next season, so... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it sooner than expected. Yes. Um. Anyway, what... what, what... Wow, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> that stroke is coming back. <laughs> is that burning toast I smell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, want to, do you want to take another spin at that one? I do. I'd love to. I'd love to. I don't even know what I was going to say. I just panicked. That's what, that's what happened there. Did you start it because you wanted to make a note, but you weren't sure where to, what note to start? Yeah, basically. So why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, I 
very much am enjoying. We we always comment on the Rose and Doctor dynamic and how it grows. Um, yes. It, there's there's a clear progression. I love that Rose is over the time travel of it all now. Yeah. She's yeah, like, so. I want to see some lasers. I want to see some like some Spock shit. I want to see yeah. some cool stuff. You're just a nerd in a phone box. Yeah. Here I am traveling throughout all of time and space. And once again, I'm on Lo- I'm on Earth in London. Yeah, and I'm just with some cunt who's just waves a blue light everywhere. Like, this, this is, is not... the family friendly oh, one. Shit. Sorry, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and here here I am with this guy who's just waving some blue light everywhere. And this is like the extent of it all. <laughs> She's already bored of time travel, basically. Um, I will say this about the Doctor and Rose dynamic. Before I started this rewatch, I had it in my head that I really disliked Rose as a character mm-hmm. and just wasn't as um, wasn't as much of a fan as as a lot of people are. Um, I'm finding myself on this rewatch that that's not necessarily the case. Don't get me wrong; I do have issues with the character of Rose, um, specifically relating to her relationship with mickey in this episode again not great for some of that stuff <laughs> but, but but um no I'm, I'm enjoying her she's got billy piper's great man she's she's doing a she's doing a good job and I, your, again, your issue's I'm, never been billy piper though no it's not it's it's yeah it's purely the writing around just her relationship with mickey really yeah just yeah just not a trustworthy woman <laughs> is she <laughs> not not that but also just well, we'll get we'll get we'll get, it. We'll, get um, we'll get there and we'll get there in this episode and most other yes. previous episodes, which speaks to Nathan's points. But you're you're warming to her, then, are you? I, I well, no, well, I I never hated her, so I'm not, I'm not like oh she's not that bad, but I kind of am at the same time. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like yeah, no, I, I know what you, I know what you're saying. I think um, it's just um, Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper have a great chemistry. Um, yes, and, yes. And it's and underrated on chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you, because a lot of people like the dynamic is obviously ten and rows. That's the that's the main dynamic that people enjoy and come to think of. But that nine and rows dynamic, it's good, man. It's good. It's enjoyable for me. I keep on on the point of their dynamic and then comparing mm. it with um uh, with rows and ten. Mm. Um, obviously ten was around for longer. Did three four seasons um they both had the same amount of time with rose to be fair though. yeah and that, that's that's what i'm coming to notice they both had one season with rose yeah so yeah i don't know just um yeah all, all round cool um no i, I like it's very it. hard to take you seriously at the moment i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> just looking at your silly little face you're breaking you're breaking the illusion are you you're, you're crossing <laughs> over this is a crossover between our other podcasts now <laughs> I'm not gonna like go into it, but if you want to yeah. know what Nathan's talking about, there's a little sting for yes. you. Go and listen to the, another Happy Pod. It's out now. Um, the one that came out on Friday. Yes, like Friday just right? gone. Yes, correct. The most recent episode. Yes, will be up there. Um, <sighs> all right. Tell you what, let's let's just get into it. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of really the first time Doctor Who, at least in the revival series, uh, played with horror. Uh, yes, yes, and I was I was gonna say um, a lot of people, you know, famously will say that Blink, um, another Stephen Moffat story, is the you know the scariest that Doctor Who has ever been. It's a it's a spooky time, and I won't disagree with them. It is indeed a, a fun and spooky time. 
but this is chilling yeah. in parts, man. This is this is haunting in a different way. Like this, it can be really, really spooky. As a kid, as a young little boy, I was terrified of this episode, man. Yeah, this was a scary time. And I think speaking speaking a bit on Blink, I think Blink takes the horror to another element you're right but it is also it's more reliant on what we now know as modern horror tropes a lot of jump scare stuff yeah that's true in blink by the very nature of it like you shut your eyes and then you open them and then something's there that's blink (laughs) yeah the monster is literally a jump scare designed to be um but one one thing that i think this episode really understands and again as is our favorite saying it'll get to the point where the doctor who's actually working with a budget and we can't talk about this anymore (laughs) um but for the time being this episode better than most understands that all you need for horror to work is is creepy imagery paired with what should be award-winning sound design yeah like this episode has got it all like the ringing phone the knocking at the door the whoever that child is that they've got going mommy like the it's perfect different um child of two who actually plays him oh really like the yeah the kid and the the voice two different people so well, i suppose that makes sense because he's in a fucking yeah. gas mask for most of it like why wouldn't yeah. you adr it <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to be recording that on the day. So. <laughs> so. You know the original <laughs> recordings of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises? Perhaps he's wondering why you would shoot a man. There he is. He loves it. He got four impressions in the locker, Nathan, and you like rotating him. Um, uh, don't, because I hate impression guys. You know those guys who are always like, I'm going to do my impression. Here. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> you're very cool well wow. done all the girls yeah. fancy you as well yeah great well done you're nice always, you're the life and soul of every party um never change and you won't <laughs> unless that's you then we like you you're okay yeah exactly um yeah no i just think i think that this episode just nails it down straight away with it's like it can't be terrifying because of the nature of they don't have a lot to show like it's a two-parter they can't go all in on the mystery it's a lot of setup yes so this episode goes fucking it just runs a fucking marathon with the amount uh it has to work with like it's ridiculous Indeed. how much they get Indeed. out of such a small amount of concept lawrence i have a question for you welcome back to our famous segment nathan nitpicks a thing um you need a theme so- for this i do <laughs> maybe i'll make one i don't yeah. know um and surprise surprisingly nathan nitpicks a thing shows up in good episodes as well there yeah. is nothing like there is no episode which is above being nitpicked okay course, yeah like the the best of the best can still have uh and i guess that's more of a comment on me than the actual show than anything else but uh, oh whatever i don't have time to delve into that right now um <laughs> So, um, can you, in in your head, uh, as you know it, what is national service? I guess fighting fit men over the age of sixteen. I want to say, uh, yeah, are drafted out to war. Yeah, yeah, I I I I have the same understanding. A lot of blokes just chilling in this episode. <laughs> A lot of blokes just just who look perfectly fine and able bodied and just. You know, they're just at the local club, at the local speakeasy, enjoying a whiskey, yeah. watching a lady sing a song. These aren't old, you know, men who are who are past their prime. These are these are boys, and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to sit at this club in the middle of the war. Because... I, don't, I don't think they're necessarily boys. Like, I don't think they're necessarily men that are like past their prime. But you mm. see them suited and booted. They look well dressed, well groomed. I think they're officers, and as we all know, the officers. Got their cigars out and did shite all. 
I mean, look, you're you're not wrong there, but why are they in civvies in a club in London? Surely they'd all be abroad. There was no fighting in the UK, apart from, well, I don't know. There's a bit of spot, Maybe I don't spot know the history. going on. Yeah, there was the Blitz, but there wasn't like on the ground fighting and shit yeah no i know i know what you're saying though but yeah i do think it's just officers situation like yeah they should technically be overseas but like i don't put it above any of them to be like i sprained my ankle i need a pint i i think you're you're being generous there but you know that's fair no because it was the law wasn't it like they would have been over there so why we're going way too in depth on this but why would they have been here well that's what i'm saying you think there's some tomfoolery at foot no, I just think I just think when they was writing and putting the extras in, I just think it's something they didn't think about. That's all. Oh, I see. Because like, you're, you're yeah. not thinking these characters not are up tr- to any thing. No, I'm not trying to come up with an in-universe reason <laughs> as to why these blokes are here. Like it's Nathan nitpicks a thing, Lawrence. I'm uh, just trying. I'm just pointing out an inconsistency. That's we, all. We've been on it for so long. I forgot why you brought it up. <laughs> just like yeah, I don't know. I guess. Um, I I like I like. Nathan Netflix, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, it's clearly an inconsistency, but as we all know, Doctor Who is flawless in British reasoning and logic, and Russell understands exactly how it works, so... Yeah, well, this is Steve. This is Big Steve. Yeah, but it's still, still, it's still Russell's house at this point, isn't it? It's Russell's party. It's Russell's house, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, Is this the first entry we see from Moffat? Um, um, let me, let me just quickly run back through them here. Um, Father's Day, written by Paul Cornell. Oh, the long game, written by Russell T. Davies. Um, Dalek, written by Robert Sheeran. World War Three, Russell T. Uh, Aliens of London, Russell T. Unquite Dead, Mark Gaius. Uh, End of the World, Russell T. And Rose Russell. Yeah, so this is the first moth that we have. Okay. The first appearance of the moth. He comes out swinging. I like it. He does. He does. I, I, this is, it's it's rare. No, well, look, I like. I know Moffat is kind of like a controversial figure within Doctor Who. You know, some it's seemingly you either love him or you hate him. Really, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of varying opinions with with uh, Stephen Moffat as a writer. For me, I'll just say he's wrote some of my favorite episodes. Oh, like some he's, of the he's been known to top, pen some bangers. Yeah, the top hard hitting episodes of Doctor Who, like he is, he's written quite a few of them. Um, so, so yeah, so and this, you know, no, no change, no surprises. Another banger from the moth. That that whole like side thing of the Doctor Who fandom is very much the console wars, isn't it? Of the Doctor Who oh, world, yeah. very yeah. much like you're either Russell or Moffat, and I'm like, or. You could like them both, realize both have stinkers and both have winners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, it's isn't it? Isn't it yeah. mental that two people don't have to be compared? Um, I really, I really don't like this whole. And this isn't anything new. It's been going on literally centuries. But this whole phenomenon idea that you have to pick a side. You can only be mm. one or the other. You can only be, you know, Russell T Davies era or Stephen Moffat era, tenth Doctor, eleventh Doctor, PlayStation, Xbox, fucking. Mandalorian Andor, fucking anything like you, you need Marvel DC. You can only enjoy one. If you enjoy the other, then fuck you, heretic. Like, yeah, I like both. Anything comparable, <laughs> you have to pick a side. You don't. You can't just like, you can't just happily enjoy the more content that you get. Yeah. 
everything needs to be ranked and it needs to be in competition with each other at all times and i need to validate my enjoyment of this thing by insulting everything else that's mm-hmm. not this yeah so that being said know, though the episode with adam sucked and these ones are better <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and if you liked those ones fuck you <laughs> nathan ignore all of that because there's a cat in a bin <laughs> what there's a cat in a bin in the episode was there a cat was he in a bit i thought he was just sat on a wall no he's in a bin is he in a bin he's in like a not not like is a wheelie bin because it's less modern but there's like a it's like a wheelie bin equivalent is this the cat the doctor picks up and he's yeah. like oh why don't i travel with you instead yeah well i thought he was just a polite little fella sat on a wall no he's in a bin man he's in a bin mm. he's in a bin man <laughs> <laughs> he's in a bin man <laughs> <laughs> um all right yeah maybe, maybe maybe my brightness settings on my tv were down or something i don't know it was at night i don't know what's going on um but yeah but it, it was a lovely little cat it was a nice little moment with the doctor yeah. talking about it <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> there's a cat on a bit um i i like that the doctor isn't um like he obviously knows that the world wars happened but when he arrives and he's like hey guys has anyone seen a big thing yeah. falling out the sky recently like of course he's not like he goes yeah. everywhere in time and space like he doesn't know instantly where he is yeah exactly yeah. and i like that he even though he may have some idea um yeah. it's it's very much a case of like why is everyone like did i say something funny like you're all being weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. turns out he did what a silly little goose he is <laughs> what a goose indeed. yeah um so rose um <laughs> rose um oh it, it makes sense that she'd she'd see the spooky terrifying child and feel some degree of concern like there's a kid in a gas mask on a roof screaming for its mum what did you just Maybe say there's a there's a kid in a gas mask that's not what you just said <laughs> why why that's not dynamic here. You said something silly. You wouldn't. You tell me I you'd let that slip if I did it. I didn't say something silly. I just sorry for pronouncing things, Laurie. Yeah, but you said sorry it like for... a made in Chelsea boy. You said it like oh, it was a gas mask. <laughs> Fuck off. Rose is obviously going to show some compassion for the child in the gas mask. Here I am trying to make a point, a serious point. <laughs> Go on, make your serious point. I apologise. <laughs> so there's a kid in a gas mask. Um, on top of the building. Of course, Rose is going to feel some degree of concern, you know, seeing, like, the child lost alone, assumedly to her calling for its mum. Yeah. Um, She's going to be like, oh, someone should do something about this. Like, this is... This is an issue. <laughs> like, um, but then she, I tell you what, she puts that bronze gymnastics to to medal to use. My God, what phenomenal upper body strength yeah. Rose has. My God, man. She Girl is... travels across all of London just holding on, <laughs> holding on to a rope. It's very impressive. And there are, what I quite enjoy about it is there are like moments where the, and the the budget obviously shows as we always mention um, of course there are you know it's a lot of mid shots a lot of upper body in frame and and Rose is yes. clearly just on a platform holding a rope just, just stood on a box yeah but you don't see and that I yet. I enjoy that because but like it's especially evident uh, because like and this is no discredit to Billy Piper she's great in this show she's she's a very talented actress. Um, I think she forgets to act in in certain bits of this though. She is just loose gripping that rope. There is not an... I don't believe for a second, unless she has the upper body strength of fucking Zeus. 
that yeah. she is able to hold herself up on that without like she's not even she, no sweat. And I understand you, she's 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 in better shape than I am. I get that. <laughs> have you seen those like those like challenges? Like you'll see them at, like on the South Bank at London and and around town or whatever. And they're like, oh, hold on to this, like you know, hold hold on to this bar, like suspend yourself in the air, see how long mm. you can get, and like win a hundred quid or whatever. Like very strong, fit, able-bodied men can do like no more than like a hundred seconds yeah. or whatever before literally the pain of it becomes too much and they just have to let go because it's very physically demanding. Yeah, but <laughs> Rose just built different. Like that's not stopping her, mate. She Alpha Giga Chad Rose is just swinging all over the entirety of London, and it is not affecting her at all. She is, I tell you what, she's doing good. She's, she's doing impressive. Good. She, uh, you, you saw my brother at the wedding, didn't you? Right. Oh, a, a, a beautiful fit man. A beautiful fit man. A fit uh, he, physically fit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my brother steady on there um no he's very like he's very obviously uh like he's 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 physically able he's a fireman uh part of the training that you need to he's a fireman yeah yeah yeah. He's a, he's... i thought he was a personal trainer yeah he's a pt and a fireman yeah oh okay yeah um but he part of the training that you have to do uh is you have to be able to um climb up like a certain amount of stories um just no harness bare knuckle on a rope um yeah. and he he has he had to do that um and and hold himself in in station he's seen like like you said grown men just fucking like burst into tears barely able um and yeah just (laughs) i just like it's you wave your hand at it but it's very much like a of course i'm not saying she couldn't i'm just saying it's very unlikely I mean, she couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't. <laughs> it's, it's physically impossible. I'm trying to be all female empowerment about it, Nathan. Like, put your mind I mean, to it's it. It's not. It's not that. No one could. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's physically impossible. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm conscious of the fact that I just went. Grown men couldn't do it. There's no way roses do it. Big strong men can't do it. No way that little girl can do it. <laughs> I just want to apologise. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um yeah so she does put that bronze medal to use um but who she is she is uh well no actually nathan we pivot to another character who oh the cap yeah the big cap the captain yeah Yeah. i just my first note was straight away jack harkness is just out the gate a bisexual menace just just (laughs) complimenting and everyone's bum within sight I, b- I believe Jack um, is is not not bisexual so much as omnisexual. I think that's how he's been described as in the past. Like, and what would that mean? Anything. Like he'll fuck anything. Like bring me man, that woman. Man, woman. Bring... Oh no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you can probably imagine what I was going to say. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, man, woman, alien, creature, whatever. He'll he'll fuck anything. Um, and fair play to him. Good, 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 good on him. Um, it's good <laughs> to see. What? I was about to say the most. I'm gonna say it because I, you know, transparency is key. The most laddie thing ever was about to come out my mouth, where I was about to say, "Go on, Jack, get your end away, son." Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, well, that's staying in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, he does though. He's fine with it. Yeah, he's he's having the time of his life. He's 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 from the fifty first century. He's going back in time. He's probably manipulating people and having sex with them. But hey, isn't that John Barrowman down to a T? Oh no 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 no
no, 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 no. <laughs> this is, is going to be a, another one of those times where we're like, Jack, yeah, Jack, great. John Barrowman, okay, let's just move past that. Yeah, they, um, they come up in Doctor Who every now and again. Just a character that we love and respect and yes. a uh, uh, played by a performer who we'd rather not. <laughs> yes. We'd rather of weren't course. A, a prevalent figure. Yes, of course, in your silly little head, this is the third appearance of Captain Jack Harkness. But me, as a face of Bo Denaya, this is the first appearance that he has <laughs> he's appeared. So. It is it is very quaint, like because obviously it all comes together a little bit more. I think like Russell gets more cartoonish as he goes along in his run. Um, yeah, but it is very funny to just consider that this very serious Jack Harkness is the face of Bo. Like later on, we serious? get him a bit more like tongue-in-cheek a bit more like a bit more cheeky in this i feel he's, he's... he's pretty he's pretty cheeky here he's a bit he's, he's cheeky but he's like i don't know first I, thing I feel he like says he's... is like excellent bottom yeah but i feel like he's more he like i don't know maybe he's less playful he's more cheeky but he's down the down the line he's got he's got a job to do he, he is very business here he's very yeah he, he wants to get his job done he wants to do his little swindle so and i forgot he was swindling as well i believed him for Did a bit you? of this Oh really? Yeah, I, like this is a lot of season one is a blind spot for me, um, mm. and I, I kind of forgot why Jack was here and why he was introduced here. I just knew that this was the first introduction of Jack because I, I remember the whole like them dancing on the ship and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, um, yeah. What you, what are your impressions of him out the gate? I know we know where he goes and what he does, but. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's hard to kind of separate it from what we know of Jack, like because yeah. obviously he's. Yeah, he's a fan favorite character. He goes on to fucking lead his own show. So, um, so yeah, obviously you have that attachment to him, and yeah, it is it is definitely always good uh, to see Jack. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I I do I, I like his his little cheeky nature. His um, you 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 are right in though in that he is he is a little bit different in this from from what we know is because there were times where he was. He was with Rose, you know, like on the ship, and they're dancing and stuff. They're having like nice little moments. Rose has just entirely forgotten about her boyfriend, and and he. But then there's like, no, you need to buy this thing. You need to buy this thing now because yeah. if you don't buy this thing, like it's gonna go. Like buy it, buy it, buy it. Like well, calm down. Dude. Yeah. Like he got very intense at certain points about the well, about I, the whatever it is. I I think it's quite an interesting thing because this this is one of the only times we really get to we're on the business end of Jack. Um, it's true. Yeah. We we see kind of how how he handles things in Torchwood when he's dealing with strangers that don't know him. Most of I need the Torchwood sounds. I need that. I need that. Yeah, you definitely. Every time we say Torchwood, I want that in the background. Ah, let me make a note of that. But no, I I like the yeah because every time he pops up in Doctor Who, we we have a precedent set for him. We know how he speaks to the Doctor, and it that doesn't really change. Yeah depending on what doctor he's speaking to either we know that the jack we know that jack and the doctor's bond is very similar always yeah that's um, true it's very the doctor's like you're so cheeky and he's like i'm going to have sex with you one day <laughs> very much it's very much that and i have as he probably i i, I yeah hey, i would put it past you sorry he jumped on that tardis in utopia he he wanted it hey they they're having little kisses every now and then yeah so. Yeah, he's a, he's a sex positive man. I like it. Um, no, I, I, I right. One one big thing that I like in this episode, and we've spoken a lot about how Russell often likes to 
mm-hmm. write a theme in, but then kind yes. of only pay lip service to it in the way that he won't really explore it. Yes. Um, is this one a thing that, sorry? that you're ex- Is this a famous Russellism that yeah. you're about to explore? Uh, uh, I never had it down for one, but on a rewatch, I think okay. it is. Okay. Um, but I, not not this specifically, but the, the idea of bringing up a theme and then being like, that's a theme, and then not working it in. <laughs> yes. Um, but in this, this is a rare instance where he breaks that Russellism, because um, I feel like the whole episode is a big riff on Americans are louder, dumber, and more explosive in, in sci-fi. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. Um, I, you know, Rose comes out the gate. She's like, I want laser beams. I want stuff like that. The very yeah. first thing we see Jack do is use his futuristic binoculars and then trap Rose in a tractor beam with an invisible yeah. ship above London. <laughs> it's so, yeah. like, it, where the Doctor is parking his TARDIS in an alleyway, Jack is next to Big Fucking Ben. He has a watch that turns it on. Yeah. Everything is bigger, louder, dumber. I'd li- I like that, though. I like that it's, he's very much the opposite of the Doctor. Like, yeah. there's, there's no subtlety with Jack. And I guess that's true for Americans. They There is no subtlety with them. It's just, now they're here, and you're going to fucking know about it. <laughs> right. Because... Hang on. <laughs> we have few listeners, Nathan. Let's... I'm not saying that... The... I did, I'm, I'm not talking that... about Americans in general. I'm talking about in pop culture and sci-fi, Americans are specific. Americans tend to lean into the more laser beams. I just... Yeah, I I didn't mean that in like a negative way. I just, I just meant that as like, uh, you know, in regards to the British are quite quiet and reserved, and compared to Americans, it, there's obviously a difference between us. Yeah, uh, really. That's it's a, there's I mean. a there's a cultural divide, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that'll save me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just um, no, but I like it. I think I think Russell Russell knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and I and also I like that Rose is kind of like swept away by it. Like we see <laughs> in the nicest way possible to Rose, very yes. quick to forget about the men in her life. So again, there's <laughs> something that's come up multiple times this season so far, and once again, um, you, you you just can't help but feel just a little bit sorry for for young Mickey waiting back at home, can you? Because. Mm. Is it? Is it? Was it this episode? She even says like, kind of has a boyfriend, or what was it? Was it? She says. Uh, so there's a line. Um, Jack, so they're they're debating the use of the psychic paper. Um, yes. And they're they're throwing it backwards and forwards. And the thing with the psychic paper is, you need to zero in. You need to be thinking exactly what the fuck you want it to say. Yes. So when Rose passes the psychic paper to Jack, 
she it commu- it naturally communicates what she wants Jack to know. Yes. And Rose doesn't realise how responsive the psychic paper is, so it reaches deep into her psyche, um, or I would say barely scratches the surface off because it's fucking plain to see that <laughs> my note uh, is Mickey is Rose's boyfriend, Rose is no one's girlfriend. Ooh, Am I wrong? Not, no, you're not. You're not. And, you know, earlier when I was saying, like, I, I do have issues with Rose, this is, this is, this is it, really, because yeah. it's just... Because Mickey, Mickey is written as, you know, he's flawed. He's got issues, but he's not a bad character in any way. He's not, he's not, you know, doing anything horrible. He's not any kind of big villain. He's just a guy who loves his girlfriend. He's a regular uh, bloke. He's just a bloke. He's yeah. ri- he's written as the the dog that is in the cage waiting at home for Rose. Yes, waiting for Rose to come home she... from grocery shopping. <laughs> While she goes about time and space and just fucks anyone, apparently. (laughs) Give her a credit, right? She's a flirt, but she's also like... she's flirt. She's aggressively like, I am available. Yeah, yeah, she's... Like, the psychic paper says, like, she's very available. (laughs) I'm like, are you though, Rose? Is is that the case? Are you? I I don't know. I think in Rose's mind, she absolutely is. Yes. It's... It's not great. But then, in the... I don't she, want to talk she's too much 19. Of... What were you like she at 19? Is, yeah, Oof, you don't want to know. But, um, <laughs> I was so in my oats, as it were. <laughs> um, but then, um, I don't want to talk too much about what's to come in future episodes. But then, I in the um, in Boomtown episode where Mickey next shows up, she, you know, she she gets quite cross to hear that he maybe seeing other people and stuff uh, mm-hmm. as things to come so kind of both ways Rose um, but we'll get but, yeah. to it I just I feel like this has been like a if, you, if you've never listened to this podcast before we might have come across a bit sexist in this I one. know and I don't want us to sound like that at all <laughs> but, but, there's enough sexist guys with podcasts as it is I know but, yeah no but like uh, the, the reason I'm prefacing that is just saying like I mean we're talking about the episodes. Go and watch the. Ep- it's in them. It's in them. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> we're just saying it, what it happens. Just, it leaves an uncomfortable taste in my mouth. Yeah. That's all. It's just there's something about it which just doesn't quite sit right yeah. with me. Um. Again, I like Rose. She's a fun character, and you know, even I even enjoy the back and forth between her and Jack. I enjoy the little bit of flirty nature. Mm. I I'm a, I enjoy the flirty nature that she has with the Doctor as well. I enjoy that back and forth. Again, though, it's just it's just hard to. <laughs> Occasionally, I just think of Mickey sat at home like a little puppy, doing the big, you know, soft eyes from Puss in Boots or whatever. <laughs> yeah, literally. Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, this this episode is home to, um, uh, so far at least, uh, some of the best lines Russell or Moffat has ever penned to screen. Ooh, well, this is his first episode, so yeah, that'll, that's how it'll Well, work. no, but like, I suppose in <laughs> Doctor Who, this this has some of the best one-liners from Doctor Who so far. What you got, let's hear him. I've got, not sure if it's Marxism in action or a Broadway musical. Uh, that's a 10 out of 10. That just is... What's, what's that in reference to? Give me some context on that. Uh, in reference to Nancy waiting for the bomb shelters to go off so she can steal ah. food for starving kids. <laughs> yeah, very good. Just, just great. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other one that springs to mind uh, is the I'm looking for a blonde in a union jack a specific yeah. one I didn't just wake up one just morning with a craving. 
Yeah. All the kids get that. It's a bit above their station. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have got that. I, I wouldn't have got that at that. No, not at all. When I first watched that, I'd probably been like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kids are laughing. I'll laugh too. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Just uh, some, some really, really good lines in this. Um, one thing that I'll say, um, we, we bypassed it, but Nancy Nancy gives the doctor a warning. Um, she's in the alleyway. She's like, don't answer that phone. And the doctor's like, it's not even a phone. And she's like, yeah, L plus ratio. And then she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I wanted. I didn't want to skip past it, but I didn't have a point about it, so I'm just I'm filling gaps. What, what do you think of the the moment when the phone rings? Because it's it's like kind of framed as this like spooky moment, like the TARDIS should not ring. It's not an actual phone, so it shouldn't ring. How's it doing that? And um, I think like the first time I saw it, I was probably like, oh, that's interesting. But after like almost 20 years of, of watching Doctor Who like that phone's ringing all the time now. yeah so like I don't know I feel like some of that weight has been lost since but it, it definitely but, has yeah. uh, I don't think it really I can't remember it hitting me profoundly when I was young it didn't really do much for me in this I think there's creepier stuff mm. going on that definitely does strike a oh, chord oh definitely yeah, um, the thing that came into my mind to be honest is as soon as the doctor took the phone out of the, the door box I was like doesn't look like that normally it's normally an actual phone um in um in later incarnations of the TARDIS, it yeah. Is, but throughout throughout, doesn't the Doctor leave Clara a message? Yeah, it's it's like a big, like a a traditional handset phone. Yeah, but throughout nine and tens run, it it does look like that, but it doesn't get used much. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Didn't didn't do anything crazy for me, but yeah, it definitely definitely adds a spooky thing. I quite like it when you. One of the great things, and Christopher Eccleston does this brilliantly as well, mm. is when the Doctor is when the Ninth Doctor is confused, you're confused. Yes, yeah, because he's he's a, like in the nicest way possible. He's a perpetual know-it-all. Yeah, he likes being the one in the room that knows what the fuck's going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I quite like it. Um, I, <laughs> I love. Um, so so right. So they're all at the they're all at the dinner table. Nancy is feeding uh, the um, Lord of the Quick Flies. Quick side or note: I really like the character of Nancy great introduction you're instantly you know you're, you're obviously gonna root for someone who's feeding all the homeless kids of london <laughs> um yeah. and and also like getting back at the rich at the same time like we stand our communist queen so yeah yeah no it's good yeah she's, it. she's gorgeous gorgeous girls seize the means of production so there you go <laughs> very good <laughs> no she's she's great and i i quite i think it's nuanced it'd be easy for her to come in and, and be a character that's like Right, grab that fucking turkey. We're off, lads. Um, yeah. But she she gets in and she's like, you know, like the the homeless kids. It doesn't mean they're like fucking like savages. She's like, sit the fuck down. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna respect this. We're gonna like, we're stealing from people. It's an element of, there's an element of respect that should be given. They're stealing from people who can afford to be stolen from. Yeah. Um, and they're also being nice about it at the same time. They're, yeah. They're using their mouth. They'll even do the washing up. Like, yeah, exactly, so. and it, and it just kind of it paints the picture that there isn't what they're doing, and it communicates this clearly to kids, even I think as well. It's not wrong. Yeah, like yeah, is she breaking the law? Yeah, is it wrong? Yeah. No. Hey, yeah, perhaps the law is wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that's the kind of the social commentary you can get from us. Bite, <laughs> biting fucking commentary over here. Homeless, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love... Uh, another thing I love about the Ninth Doctor in this um, is he's... Even when he's confused and 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 is, is kind of a bit... 
not up to speed and he's been warned against someone uh yes. his first instinct usually uh is to uh is to act out of like a sense of kindness and compassion um yes. the the are you my mummy kid is at the door and nancy's like fucking lob a plate at the fucking guy <laughs> get fucking you know, scram go on shoot um and the doctor's <laughs> like kid. i no, like what's wrong i'm gonna open the door now um even though he's obviously going to be in danger yeah, uh, I just like that his first instinct instinct is I'm not running away scared. I want to find out what's wrong and then help. You you talk about um, good lines from Moffat. One line in that moment that I really like is um, when the doctor says it's not easy being the only kid left out in the cold, um, and then Nancy says, "Oh, you know, would you?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I would." As it happens, mm. um, which is which is nothing magical in terms of just written lines but it's something which you know pays back again not to talk too much about things to come but later on as as seasons go we do learn more about the doctor's past and like specifically his childhood and that sort of stuff yeah um and that plays into that and it's just a just an interesting little note which i enjoyed uh, yeah so yeah uh no I, I i just i like that um there's there's one there's one moment that i really really enjoy uh, and we've spoken about it before um i think on the podcast maybe not though um normally uh appearance roasts are yes are saved for regeneration scenes they're normal oh, okay. like yeah, the, yeah. the scene when thought... the writers go to town on like <laughs> people's on like the the, the actor or, or person playing the doctor's uh playing the doctor is kind of yes receives a dressing down from the writers so to speak yeah uh, it's a essential... little humbling yeah, just a just just a just a writer passage. Like, I'm gonna point out some physical things about you. Um, yeah. But I like that the Ninth Doctor. Um, you know, they they maybe don't they they have it in a, a little bit in Rose, where he's like, look at my big ears uh, in Rose's yeah. mirror, and in this one, um, Nancy's like, look at the fucking hooter on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Nose in ill. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of um, a tradition with Doctor Who. I don't know why, but for some reason, it's just it's one of the shows where the writers are seemingly obsessed with just... Or maybe it's just a Moffat thing, because it does happen a lot during Matt Smith's and Peter Capaldi's era as well. Like, mm. they're always talking, uh, specifically Matt Smith, about like his nose and his chin his as chin, well, specifically... Yeah. Yeah, that 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 sort of stuff comes up a lot with Capaldi with the eyebrows and stuff. So <laughs> we've spoken before about it, but I like how all of David David Tennant like walks around. He's like, I'm just too handsome. I'm too hot. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm skinny, really skinny and I have a desirable body type. God of oh, fuck, I'm so sexy. This is unbearable. <laughs> my hair is so it's so not receding for my age. Oh god, <laughs> I I have such a hard go of it. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> it's so accurate! It's very funny. Um, I, I, I have a, I, I have a line that I'd like to read for Batum, um, and I feel like it will be a while until I get this out of my system. So maybe I might make it one per episode uh, if okay. if it's a favoured note. Uh, okay. I like that Nancy doesn't put up with the Doctor's shit, but she also clearly respects him. She's a good side character, unlike Adam, who sucks. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's verbatim. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm enjoying this recurring motif. <laughs> We're gonna get to like 
like fucking series 14 or whatever and we're just like that's not even out yeah that's the next one to come out that's that's shooting hours first series (laughs) yeah i'm so glad fucking adam isn't he (laughs) thank god for adam not not being around um yeah um millie's so much better than adam ever was (laughs) did, did you get anything from the um um, I don't know if this is maybe meant to be like a, a big season one thing because I'm I can't remember the context in like how the episode was shown and like I don't have a sense of like what the public reception to the first season was when it was airing. Um, Not no idea. I didn't watch it when it aired. So, but no, but like just in like in general, like how were the how were the Hoovians liking it when it com- was coming out? Because there would have been the diehards watching it on the sofa every Saturday evening. When it come out, couldn't tell you. Um, but I know since then, I, I believe this is pretty well regarded. Yeah, I believe it's it's one of those that's that's up there. Hold on, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. There might be an ep- uh, plot about reception. What? Um, the Empty Child received overnight ratings of six point six million viewers. Um, it's good for the UK. Hmm. Uh, final ratings were calculated. This rose to seven point one million. Um, episode received an audience appreciation audience appreciation index score of eighty four, whatever that means. Uh, SFX stated that the two part story had everything, particularly praising Moffat's script. Blah blah blah. It's a good example of science fiction. Yeah, it's all good basically. Do you want? Do you want to know something quite funny? I just remembered. Right. Bit of a side point. So indulge me if you wouldn't mind. Um, I, when I was younger. Uh, I quite enjoyed reading up on like Doctor Who reviews and stuff and I liked I didn't know I was super interested in like film and TV but I clearly was because I'd like to read up on people's opinions on it yeah Um, and you know apart from the Doctor Who magazine um, you know once I'd read that I'd sourced out anything else that I could think of Um, and this was in David Tennant's era I think but at one point I picked up the magazine SFX which I believe is now done I think there's no more Almost certainly. Um, uh, but I remember picking up the magazine SFX, not paying any attention just because it had David Tennant's face on it. It was He was the cover art. Um, and I went, oh, fuck yeah, put it in the trolley for mum to buy at the checkout. Um, at which point, you know how sometimes the cover art will, you know, like just the design, the graphic design thing, like David Tennant's hair was overlapping part of the F in SFX. <laughs> and my mum, my mum gave me the dressing down of my life in front of the fucking cashier. When she went, she went, why on earth have you picked up a magazine called Sex? And I, and I, I, I went, it's not, it's not, I don't know why it's called Sex, Mum. Just, I don't want to read Doctor Who. Uh, very, yeah, very uncomfortable time. And I apologise, that was a bit of a detour, but I just, it just, I just remembered it. Um, but no, why I asked about the reception to it when it came out. Um, did you feel like it was kind of teeing up a tease when Nancy was like, there's one person you need to speak to? the doctor the doctor yeah but i feel like that's intentional though yeah it's like it's just a little bit of a red herring you're obviously you're obviously you hear her go the doctor you're obviously gonna go oh fucking hell he's the doctor (laughs) who's this doctor then (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yeah that's something that again happens quite a few times yeah as as things go on um was there a was there a, a doctor who mention in this one uh yeah rose uh Rose calls him Doctor Spock to Jack. Um, that's another moment I like that. Um, but does Jack say Doctor Who? Because that's the thing I love. Whenever someone goes, whenever he goes, like I'm a doctor, and they go, "What do you mean the doctor? Doctor Who?" No, I I, I like that. It's not Jack. So Jack Rose Rose introduces Jack 
um, yeah. and says, oh, you know, like, oh, I had to, sorry, doctor, I had to tell him we're time agents, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The doctor goes along yeah. with it. And he's like, good to meet you, Rose and Dr. Spock. And then Jack fucks off. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, fucking, why are, you, why are you calling me Spock? And she was like, well, I can't just say the doctor, oh, yes. can I? Yes. Who, you know, who's the doctor? Doctor who? Yes. I remember now. Um, it's it's very cheesy whenever that shows up. I think yeah. the most egregious use of that is in the, the Christmas invasion when um, David Tennant shows up for the first time and like, Jackie's like, where's the doctor? And I was like, that's the doctor. And I was like, what do you mean that's the doctor? Doctor who? You know who the doctor is. You've met him already. Like, <laughs> you know what she means by that. Yeah, the, con- the concept <laughs> of the doctor being a name is not something that's alien to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, some people don't like it. I fucking love it. Every time that shows yeah. up, I'm like, yeah, say it. Fucking, Give me that it's cheesy moment. It's fucking got to be done. I also used to, like, massively hate like with a passion whenever anyone referred to the doctor as doctor who because to me that was just wrong that was sacrilege like no he's the doctor he's not actually called doctor who i got so unnecessarily angry about it but now i fucking love it i call him doctor who now exclusively because it's it's great and it's funny oh really i I still get i still it still is a bee in my bonnet when people refer to the character as doctor who no, he is Doctor Who. Or they are Doctor Who. So, yeah. Uh, That's what I enjoy. Fair enough. Um, yeah, he's even. they're even credited. Christopher Eccleston is credited as Doctor Who. In, is he? In these, yeah, if you watch the credits, he says Christopher Eccleston. Doc, oh, well, Doctor Who, Christopher Eccleston. See, during yeah. this rewatch, I'm, I'm, I'm smashing the off button mm-hmm. as soon as the credits roll because I don't want to... I like to go in without seeing the next time trailer. Two parters, no next time trailer until after the credits. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Forget, no, that's a lie. Yeah, forget yeah. it. Well, listen, there is another Russellism in the Sonic Screwdriver, um, and its fucking seemingly endless <laughs> list of capabilities. <laughs> All right, what have we got this time? Well, it's a medical examining tool, Nathan. <laughs> the doctor is going over to all the beds, going, bzzz, and there, and he's like, "Some head trauma here." I'm like, "Where's it? There's no screen on it. Where are you reading that?" <laughs> yeah. Do you just know what, like, is it beeping in a specific tone or, like, register cadence or something? Like, That's true. I think all the, all the doctors have a moment like that, though, because um, Matt, Matt Smith, a lot, he he always scans stuff and then looks at the screwdriver quite close up, again, as if he's reading someone off screen. Yeah. There's no screen on it. It's just, like, a chunk of metal. Yeah. But he always gets quite close. Who is it? Is it David Tennant who like listens to it? Yeah, I was just about to say he puts it to his ear yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like um, that. That makes more sense. It does make more sense, I guess. Because <laughs> there's um, nothing to look at. We know the prop. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had a toy. <laughs> we have all had a toy. Yeah. What's your side point? What's your favourite screwdriver? Uh, the eleventh. Yeah. That's I fucking hate that screwdriver. Wow, like so it. big I and fu- the tenth Doctor got yeah. it right. He was like, "You're overcompensating because you got a tiny willy." Like, that's a fucking that's a too big of a screwdriver and I don't like it comes out it's like a fucking like a litter picker when it extends no thanks yeah it's got a little claw on the end nah I don't I need it, it man it fucking it's good yeah don't get me wrong it's great if he wants to go and pick up a fluffy toy at a fucking arcade but it's shit for everything else <laughs> you're getting very angry about that I don't, we, have too, we have too many different opinions about like <laughs> fuck oh don't get me started don't get me started I'm not getting into that right now don't get me started. Is that because your poll ended and it Shut didn't go your way? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. At still got I'm legs correct. pod on Twitter if you want to get involved in these hot debates. Um, <laughs> what did... Right, i tell you what. 
one thing that I really enjoyed. So he's Dr. Constantine. The Doctor meets him. Um, fucking best bit of editing I've seen this entire season so far. Was what, the, the transformation? No, no, no. Fucking that, that sucks. <laughs> That's not, well, come on. It's no, not bad. It's, I've, 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 that was the scariest moment of the episode for me. Oh, it's, it's haunting. Um, you know, could have benefited from waiting a decade. Uh, but <laughs> such is every... Like, you know, you can't... That's not valid. You can't wait. Being nasty. Yeah, that's that's a horrible <laughs> ding, um, ding indeed. No, best best bit of fucking editing I've seen um, is I the get a sound effect of a Cinemasins ding as well. Yeah, that'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, be- best bit of editing I've seen in the show thus far um, is the Doctor walking around, monologuing in the background, where it's a still shot on Doctor Constantine's face as he's listening to uh, the Doctor. The Doctor's yeah. like. Every single one of them, the exact same wounds. It makes no sense. It's almost like a plague of physical wounds. You, this is impossible. Yeah. Uh, and he, go, he goes, you know, they've all got the same head trauma. They've all got the same scar. You hear an off-key fucking piano note, and it smash yeah. cuts to a wide of his scar on his hand. Fuck it. That was the cleanest... Fu- you, you asked me a couple of weeks ago yeah. if there are certain edits that either grate me or make me really chuffed. I, yeah. I got a fucking semi. Yeah. <laughs> Un- okay. Unreal fucking moment. The cleanest fucking cut I've seen in this show. <laughs> the highest criticism Lawrence can give is him getting sexually aroused. <laughs> Your editing. It's my praise. So, so uh, shout out to. Oh, the editor isn't listed here, so I don't know. Um, but there we go. Um, shout out to whoever edited this episode. Um. I do really enjoy that scene between Dr. Constantine and the Doctor, though. Like I say, it's it's very unsettling. The moment where he does, like, transform into the fucking thing, it, and he's he just, like, he, he loses the ability of speech, first of all, and then his, like, mouth just, like, wide opens wide as the gas mask forms. Mm. It's terrifying, man. I was shitting myself. I watched his, his, I'm 29 his like, eyes and I was, bulging like, out. Yeah, it's spooky, man. It is. Yeah, it's very, it's very spooky. Great design, simple design. Re- yeah, really good, really good, um, and 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 very haunting. We should probably um, head over to our favorite segment and everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, which is of course Weirdo of the Week. God, I love that theme. Um, so this is a segment of the show where we like to uh, take a moment and reflect upon the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters that come across our screen each week while we're watching uh, this silly little show that is Doki Who and just take a moment to make note of some of the standouts uh, that, cu- that we happen to notice. So Lawrence, who is your weirdo of the week? Thank you, Nathan. I'm not. Ent- I am. I am certainly not going to stall for time right now, as I think. Okay. Well, I can go first if you'd like. Please do. Okay. Oh, you said you had. Yeah, one I did, but it was fucking shit. It was nothing. Okay. Um. All right. Well, in a change uh, of tradition, um, I will go first. Um, my weirdo of the week is uh, Jack Harkness himself. Okay. Captain Jack Harkness. Um, because for, for the very specific reason the dude um, 
has has taken the precaution to to park his his ship um against big ben so he knows where it is his ship is invisible which obviously makes sense you wouldn't want to see a giant floating ship in the in the middle of the sky during london um the lights for big ben are off so that that helps things he can happily step out onto it if he needs to um all of his precautions and everything that he's taken just go out the window the second he's he's with a girl because like suddenly he steps out onto the top of the ship and he's like yeah fuck it i'll show you the ship let me just remove the cloaking technology oh what's that we're in the middle of the blitz and all of london needs to be dark so the germans don't see where we are let me just fucking light a big ben here so we can all see exactly what the time is on this very badly keyframed in clock behind us yeah um so so yeah Jack just getting all of London killed so he can lay down some riz. I respect it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking... So. That's key Jack, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. Especially like in later Torchwood as well. Man will happily take a bullet just to get some action. I mean, he, he can afford to. Yeah, he's, got, he's got a bit of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> who was it what was it gonna be i don't have to put, i can take this out but what was it gonna be i know i'll keep it in keep it in. uh because oh. i've got nothing better uh it okay. was gonna be jack as well um, oh but for a different another reason. controversy um, for, okay a different reason the, that's interesting and the reason would be he is watching rose's fucking unparalleled critical core strength um <laughs> And he's like, I should do something about this. Especially since he knows Rose is the girl he's trying to con, as is yeah. revealed later on. Yeah. Um, but he's like, well, hold on a minute. Time is clearly of the essence here. But I'm going to test out this Zoom feature on that bunda, though. <laughs> um, so that that's why. Uh, I moved away okay. from Jack because uh, I was conscious that my weirdo of the weeks are more often than not perverts. <laughs> um, but but I there's know, nothing I better. I don't know if you... Kn- yeah, I don't know if you noticed this week, but um, often before, whenever I've been introducing Weirdo of the Week, I often say that we like to celebrate the characters. Mm-hmm. I've decided to take that out because because um, I specifically didn't say it this week because um, sometimes they are just weird little pricks. Yeah, let, um, let's celebrate so, some overt yeah. horniness. Yeah, it's, now it's just a, a section where we'll we'll make note and uh, reflect upon upon the weirdness oh, okay that's good then now i can go back so, to yeah. my, my safety blanket of pervert <laughs> choices then. lawrence always loves a sex pest let it be known um, put the celebrate back in nathan i want to celebrate it <laughs> no um oh right, yeah that about does it overall very good episode i'm really excited uh to hop back in next week and see how will they get out of this one i know how they get out of this one it's good fun uh, but i'm excited to see it um, and enjoy this spooky little romp uh, in the 40s. Indeed, indeed. As am I excited. Uh, you can give us a little follow if you like. Uh, we are on we are on Twitter at StillGotLegsPod. Uh, come and join in. We're doing some polls. We're having a bit of engagement. Uh, so come and join in. It's always fun to uh, hear yes. Nathan's wrong opinions about the Doctor's suits. Yes, um, correct. Which have been proven yes. wrong by the listenership so far. <laughs> Um, what else can you do? You can also, you can share this around. It's a new podcast. We're about nine episodes deep now. 
so you know if you're enjoying it if you know any Hoovians that you know you're, th- you're thinking of getting people in for the return of Russ or if you're just trying to get your mates to watch it whatever uh, share this with them it's nice to have a a, a guiding hand to to discuss the journey through maybe we can maybe we can keep you interested on your monday commute to work or whatever the fuck indeed tell your friends tell your mum tell everyone who loves docky who to uh check out this silly little pod it's a good time uh nathan hit the button baby maybe i already have oh Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.